Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Father, we thank you for this offering we have received. We pray, Lord, for blessings upon your people who have given. They have given their best and their monies and their labor. We thank you, Lord, for your great encouragement in this church and prosperity, Lord. We bless you, Father, and we pray that as we come before your word, we will be humble, we'll receive it, and we'll go forward to do your will in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and turn with me to Isaiah chapter number 1 and we want to read verse number 18. Isaiah number chapter 1 and we are looking at verse 18 and the message is how to eat the good of the land. Amen. Hello. Help me. How to eat the good of the land. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18. Uh, 17 actually. Learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Verse 18. Uh, come, now let us reason together, say the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow, and though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Verse 19. Underline verse 19 of Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 19. It says, If you be obedient, willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Amen. Now, there are two main keys to eating the good of the land. What do I mean by the good of the land? Every land has good. And let me help us all today. You do not need to be in any particular country to be happy. Traditionally, people think if you are in Europe or America, you will be happier than if you are in Ghana. But I, I can tell you for sure that there are many people who are in these places who are not happy. So believe me, because the Bible says you shall eat the good of the land. That means if there is good, there must be bad. Tell somebody if there is good, there must be bad. How many agree with that? If there is good, there must be bad. Okay. So there is good of the land and there is bad of the land. And every country has the good and the bad. So God's wish for you is to be able to, for you to be able to eat the good of whichever land you are in. And if you look in Ghana, you will find out that there are people who apparently are prospering, successful, and are blessed here. In every country, these people exist. There are uh, 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 swimming pools in every country. I was in uh, Bolivia, a very, very poor country. And uh, when, I, when I went there, I was taken to a very poor part of the country. And I was taken to a very poor hotel in a very poor area, you know. And um, we stayed there and so on. Then at a point, uh, we went somewhere else in the city, not to stay there, but just for a visit one uh, afternoon or morning or afternoon. And uh, there I saw another group of people. All together, prosperous people, people who were apparently eating the good of the land. 
the city I was in was called Cochabamba. And in Cochabamba, there were people who were really having a good time. And in fact, one night after the service, we, we, we were coming back and we passed through town. That our host took us to go and have something to eat. And there, I saw another side of the town. So many people on the streets. People that, I, I think it's a tradition, you park your car on the road and you, you, you just stand by your car and have a drink. And the whole street was full of people drinking, chatting, laughing, young people, rich and whatever kind of people. All of them there. If that's what you call good of the land, there were also such people. So, ladies and gentlemen, every, every town, every country, every land, every nation has the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, make sure that you eat the good of whichever land you are in. Can I have an amen? amen. Tell the person next to you, I don't know about you, but I am going to eat the good of the land. Now, what are the conditions? Number one is if you be willing and obedient. So we want to begin to talk about willingness as far as God is concerned. All right. Now, to be willing speaks about your attitude. Right? Somebody can say, I will go. And he goes. And somebody can go willingly. And somebody can also go unwillingly. He can go grudgingly. He can go complaining, murmuring. Mm, uh, they said we should go, so we are going. So you are obeying okay, but you are not willing and obedient. You are obedient, but you are not willing. So it is very, very important for you to have the right attitude, the right willing attitude, even as you obey God. In fact, this is so important that I never knew it was so important until I began to study this subject. I thought that what was really just important was to be obedient. But I've come to see that it's not just being obedient to God, but you must be willing and obedient. You must not just be, you must not just give your tithes. You must give your tithes willingly, happily. You must not just give offerings. You must give your offerings willingly and happily. You must not just be married to your spouse because you can't divorce him or her. You must be married willingly, happily. No, I am trapped. I can't go anywhere. That's why I'm still here. So you are obeying the, the law of God, which is not to divorce, but you are there unwillingly. So you must be willing. In addition to being obedient, you must be willing. You have to be willing. You can't afford not to be willing. Unwilling attitudes are very costly. It will cost you. It will cost you everything if you do not take care. And so I am sharing with you about being willing. I am an employer. You know, if I, as I, as I, I employ a whole lot of people. And one of the things that I, I, in fact, I look for most is the people's attitude. In fact, if you are even not good at your job, but you, are, you have a good attitude, it, it's almost, it, you, you're, almost, you're, you're almost okay. You're almost okay. But if you have a bad attitude, you are not okay. In, even if you can do the work. And they talk to you and say, hmm, Mm. 
You know, sometimes some of our, our, our shop attendants, can't you see it's on the shelf? Sometimes our nurses, and sometimes you see they are very tired. Me, I'm on the side of the nurses anyway. You come to them and say, where is your card? Where is this? Where is that? And the way they talk, you know, wow. Sometimes they are tired. They are not being paid well. They are thinking about so many things. Anyway, but ladies and gentlemen, it is important that you are willing and obedient, not just obedience, not just obedient. I used to think, oh, it's, better, it's very important to obey God. It's very important to obey God. It's very important to obey God. No, it's important to obey God, but it's important, equally important for you to be willing, willing, eager. Willingness speaks of eagerness, promptness, a, a readiness to, to, to do what he says you should do. And anyone in the Bible, if you look carefully, who was obedient but was not willing, did not make it. And I'm going to show you, of God, that those who obeyed, but obeyed him unwillingly, never enjoyed what they thought they would enjoy. Turn with me to Numbers chapter 14. Now, Let me give you, are you, are you with me? Are you turning with me to numbers? Let me give you five signs of an unwilling person. So you watch out for those things yourself, all right? Number one, have you found numbers 14? That's what we are going to read. Here is someone, here are people who are obedient, but they are not willing. Number one, these are some of the things you must look out for in yourself and amongst others. People who work with you, for you, around you, etc. Number one, delayed obedience or lack of promptness in obeying instructions is often a sign of people being unwilling. You tell them, do this, and then I'm coming. Or the person delays and is not promptly obedient to the instruction it is a sign often of people that are unwilling in their attitude number two people who make comments murmur before obeying like you say stand up then you remember, are we children? Are we in kindergarten? One day I was preaching and I was asking people, stand up, lift your hands and so on. There was a guy sitting there. I didn't know that that's what he was saying, but I was told afterwards. But when I said stand up, he stood up. When I said lift up your hands, he would lift up that. Oh, how I love you, Lord. He would do all that. But after, or he would, he was, I, I was told later that he was making comments. As I would say, do that, are we in kindergarten? Stand up, sit down, stand up, lift up your hand. What is this? So you see the person is in the church, he's standing up, he's sitting down, he's doing whatever, but he is unwilling. So even though he is obeying, he does not have a willing attitude and he will not eat the good of the land. And no wonder such a person backslid with time. Amen. The next one is making comments or murmuring during your obedience. That's whilst you are obeying. 
Oh no, 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 no. You are sweeping. No, 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 for if you have such an attitude, some of you, you are in places you are working and you are always grumbling, 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 grumbling. If they could record the things you say, if they could record the things you say under your breath, if they could record what you say at home, if they could record the things that you say when your boss is not around, if they could record what you say when the authority is not there, my goodness, that boss would pray that he would never see your face again. And you can see there are signs of these things. When you are a leader, you mustn't go by what people tell you. You must go by more than that. Because when you are the leader, you are the boss, everybody says nice things to you. Do you think people say bad things to me? People say nice things to me. By the way, before I forget, thank you all for your wonderful cards, presents, gifts. I really appreciate them all. I've received them. In case I don't say thank you to you personally, I want you to know that I received them and I really appreciate them. And I, I really feel I'm not worthy of all these presents and cards. And I, 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 think, I think I'm not worthy. I don't deserve... All these things. So, but God bless you for making a mistake of giving me a, a present or whatever. But I believe that the Lord will see your wonderful work, your cards, notes. I read every single one of them. It takes quite some time to read all these letters, but I've read all, received all, and God bless you. Amen. Thank you. All right, back to my preaching. What was I saying? People say nice things to me, but when they are not with you, the next one. That you can see an unwilling attitude is facial expressions. You can see from people's face when people have squeezed, squeezed their face. Yeah. Sometimes they look angry. Sometimes they look indifferent. Indifferent means they don't, they don't have any particular, they just look blank. One time in a car, the police uh, stopped the car, uh, inside light, inside light, and he put on, and then the, the sister was there and said, oh, Why have you squeezed your face like that? And she said, that's how my face is. <laughs> you see, the policeman can see that your face is some way. You get it, all right? The next one is body language. Your body language says a lot. You see, as I'm preaching, your, the, your, body, your body is also speaking. Give me a chair, give me a chair, give me a chair quickly on stage. As I'm preaching, your body, your, body, your body is communicating to me. That's why when you preach, you don't just, you don't just stand and say, your body language will say something to you. You move. You, you speak with, with feeling, with meaning. So as I'm preaching to you, if you are sitting there, <laughs> I, I, is it not a message? <laughs> and then you some people they sit like as you are preaching what are they telling you and then some people when everyone is smiling your body is talking there are times I've had meetings with people, I've told them, the way you are sitting, the way your whole person is, is telling me that you are not interested in what I'm talking about. I'm not a child. Even if you don't open your mouth and say, I'm, I don't care, what, I can get a message from your body language. 
It's like, it's like I'm tired. Your body is sending a signal. I'm going to show you all these things in the Bible. God told Ezekiel and Isaiah, all these guys, don't be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of their faces. Hey, but where are you getting this in the Bible? It's in the Bible. Your face and your body. You, you, your face and your body, the way your whole, your whole person. Well, what, what, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? And then, and then, and then, what does this mean? You see? Look at, look at the leg. What, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? When I was in the medical school, there were lecturers. They, if you dare look at your watch when he's, he's lecturing, they would just ask, What is your name? <laughs> you say your name is what? James Bond. Okay. <laughs> you write it down. That's all. You come. All right, let's When I'm teaching you, you are looking at your watch. I'm wasting time, you see. Okay. Yeah. And then they have a way of, they, the, 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 uh, you know, your friend is saying, what is this place? Brows. You, say, you see the brows are raised up. All those things, they are all sad. The brows are raised up. And then the leg is smooth. <laughs> one, time I, one time I had a miracle service, you know, in the early days when we started the miracles, after I called my pastor, I said, all of you come downstairs afterwards. I said, you people, you are all hindering my faith. You are all doubting. I told them. I said, even your faces. Some of you. And it's like you don't even believe in what we are doing. I had to talk to them. Because you see, all their body language and all that was telling me. Nobody said, I don't believe. I, said, I don't believe. No, everybody said, I believe. But the body language, it says a lot. Some of you wives and you husbands, you think you, you, didn't, you don't say anything. You are saying something by saying nothing. You are saying something by saying nothing. The way you, you what does it mean? You talk and finish. When you finish, when you are tired, you stop. You are telling the person you are a fool. You keep talking. By all means, you will finish talking. So I'm, I don't know why you are clapping. Another sign of uh, a bad and unwilling attitude is suspicion. Suspicion. When you have negative thoughts about everything, a good message, everything, fundraising, you have bad ideas. Of, oh, we know that. We know these people. <laughs> this is not the first time. Or neither will it be the last time. <laughs> We have been with them for a long time. So this fundraising, we have seen several of these because we have been in the church for more than 12 years.
negative thoughts about everything that is going on. Always you are negative. Why are you not positive? Why are you always, why are you always suspicious? Why do you have negative thoughts about everything? Why? That's what I want to know. Why are you always thinking of a bad... Do you know that to the pure, all things are pure? Do you know that it's because you are corrupt and because you are, you are negative and evil yourself? That is why these negative things occur. It is said that it takes a thief to catch a thief. Because they know themselves. They know what they would have done. So the best thief catchers are thieves. So as you sit there always having evil ideas, evil thoughts, suspecting, 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 probably you are that thing yourself. That is why it always occurs to you, those negative things. Pray for yourself. Lay hands on the person next to you and say, I pray for you in Jesus' name. Be loose, brother. <laughs> all right. Numbers chapter 14. So we will go through all these one by one. Are you still in the church or you decided to go back? Yeah. All right. Some people are watching Sweden versus Sudan. They are watching right now. Some... Oh, Sweden and who? England, okay. <laughs> Verse 1. You know, chapter 13 is when they came back with a report. They had gone to spy out the land, and it was a good land, and it was this, and it was beautiful. And uh, Joshua and Caleb said, you know, we got to go, we got to take the land. All right? But then the other spies, the other ten spies, gave bad reports, frightening things, you know. The people were scared, all right? Now, the whole of Numbers chapter 14 tells the story of some people who obeyed, but obeyed too late, and obeyed unwillingly. They obeyed in the end. In the end, they obeyed, but it didn't work because they were not willing and obedient. They were obedient, but not willing. So notice, God has said, go and take the land. Now in chapter 14, look at what happened. Verse 1. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses. You see, these are are the signs of unwillingness. You see them. Because God says, go and take the land. God says, go into the ministry. God says, do what I, I, I say you must do. And God says, do it. You must not just be obedient, but you must be willing. I told my wife years ago. I said to her, never complain about the ministry. Do not say anything negative. Not that she was saying anything negative, but I said, look, in this house, don't say we are sacrificing. Don't say we are suffering. Don't say what people say. People are late. People are some way. People are always some way. People betray you. People are ungrateful. People turn against you. You're always surprised sometimes the way people behave. But I said, don't say anything negative. We are blessed to be in the ministry. God has blessed us and called us. It's a privilege. It's an honor. And in my house, not a word. My children are taught that it's an advantage to be a pastor's child. It's not a disadvantage. They shouldn't be pastor's children unwillingly. Thinking all along, oh, I wish I wasn't a pastor's child. Every time I'm a pastor's child, they go and they point and say, you are a pastor's child. Look at how you are behaving. You are a pastor's child. We have to teach them that it's actually a good thing and a blessing and a positive thing. We don't have to just obey, but with all sorts of little comments and memories and, and things underground all the time. We are in the choir, but we are in the choir with complaints. We are doing the work, but we are doing it with memories and complaints. You are losing your blessing. 
Verse 2. And all the children murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt? Or would God that we had died in this wilderness? Wherefore had the Lord brought us out unto this land to fall by the sword? Look at the bad things they are saying. You see, bad, you know, you are bringing up negative things all the time. Wherefore has the Lord brought us to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey. Now they were complaining about their wives and their children that, you know, my wife will not have this, my child will not have this, my wife will not have this. Well, it's not better for us to return to Egypt. And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Second, the word good land. It is a good land. It's a good land. That is good. If God sends you to the ministry, it's a good thing. If God sends you to America, it's a good thing. If God sends you to Ghana, it's a good thing. If God sends you to Koforidua, it's a good thing. If God sends you to Kumasi, it's a good thing. Wherever God sends you, you must tell yourself, it is a good land that God is sending me into. Hallelujah! If God has paired you up with somebody and you are married to somebody, you must look at it and say, I am married to a good thing. I have a good thing. It is a good thing. You can't look at what God has given you and say, it is a bad thing. I wish I had him married. I wish I had married John. I wish I had married James. I wish I had married Peter. Even that cripple who proposed to me, I should have married a cripple. It would have been better to be married to a leper. I wish I had married an ace patient. What do you mean by complaining, saying negative things about all that God gives to you? Verse 8, it's a good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land. He will give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only, only, only repel not ye against the Lord. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. This is a man of faith. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long? How long? How long will these people provoke me? How long will it be before they believe me? For all the signs which I have shown among them. You remember the frogs? You remember the lightning? You remember the parting of the Red Sea? You remember the, the bread? You remember all these things? And God said, How long? How long? After I've preserved you, I've kept you, I've promoted you. Some of you in your church, in this church and in other churches, you are in the church and you are blessed. And how long will you continue still to complain, still to open your mouth, to speak against things that you don't understand, to speak against things that have been a blessing to you and that have helped you to come to where you are in this life? How long? How long will you open your mouth? And speak negatively. Verse 12. I will smite them with pestilence. That's HIV. And disinherit them. And I will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than thee. They. And Moses said unto the Lord, verse 13. Then the Egyptians shall hear it. For thou broughtest up these people in thy might from among them. And they will tell it to the inhabitants of the land. For they have heard that thou, Lord, art among these people. That thou, Lord, art seen face to face. And that thy cloud standeth over them. And that thou goest before them day, time, in a pillar of cloud and in a pillar of fire by night. Now if thou shalt kill all these people as one man, then the nations which have heard of the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring these people into the land which he swore unto them. Therefore, he had slain them in the wilderness. Now, this is the man they wanted to, to stone. He was praying for them. Is it not a wonderful 
that the person sometimes we want to fight against, the one who is helping us, he is the one saying, Lord, don't destroy them. Don't destroy them. Lord, I pray for them. Lord, bless them. And then there they stand in the midst of the congregation, in other churches, and other Christians. Say, Look at that man. He's a foolish man. He's this. Then he's also praying, Lord, bless them. Lord, don't destroy them. Lord, keep their life. Then there they sit over there. He's a fool. He's a stupid man. He's dead. He's trying to steal money. He's, uh, then he's also kneeling and saying, Lord, forgive them. Lord, help them. Lord, don't destroy them. And then they stand over there and say, hey, look at the car that he's driving. He's a thief. He's a that. He's a that. And then he's, Lord, help them. Lord, help them. Pray for yourself. Verse 17. And now I beseech thee, let the power of my Lord be great, according as thou hast spoken. The Lord is long-suffering. Verse 19. Pardon, I beseech thee. Verse 20, and the Lord said, I have pardoned according to thy word. But truly as I live, the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Verse 22, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit, you see, not, not because he, he was obedient, but he had a different attitude with him and had followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land where into he went, and his seed shall possess it. Verse 26. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation, which murmur against me? I have heard the murmurings. God hears your complaints, oh. Tell somebody, look at the person in his eye like this. Look into his eye like say, Tell the person, God hears your complaints. You didn't look eyeball to eye. I said, eyeball to eyeball. Tell the person, God hears your complaints. Amen. It says, listen to verse 20. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Careful now. Careful about the things you complain about, oh, because God is hearing the things you are saying. You say you'll be poor, you'll be poor. You said this will happen. It's what, that's, what, that's what will happen. Be careful about the things you complain about. Be careful about the fears that you express. Because the things that you declare, some of those things are the very things that God will bring upon you. Because you said them. He said, so will I do to you. Your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. And all that were numbered of you according to the, your whole number from 20 years old and upward which have murmured against me. Doubtless ye shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. Save Caleb and the son of Jephun and Joshua, the son of Nun. Notice verse 30, 31. But your little ones, which you said should be a prey. These were the people that you were complaining about. You, you were saying that your child, your children, they are going to die. They are going to be a prey because of this. And my family, and my this, and my that. Those ones who you were complaining about, they survive. But you, you will not survive. The ones you said will die, they will live. Then will I bring in that they shall know the land which you have despised. But as for you, verse 32, your carcasses, they shall fall in this wilderness. And your children shall wander in the wilderness 40 years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. And after the number of days which ye have set the land, even 40 days, each day for a year shall ye bear your iniquities, even 40 years, and you shall know my breach of promise. I, the Lord, have said, I will surely do it unto this evil congregation that are gathered together against me in this wilderness. They shall be consumed and there they shall die. 
And the men which Moses sent to set the land, who returned and made all the congregation to murmur against him by bringing up a slander upon the land, even those men that did bring up the evil report in the land, died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were men that went to set the land, lived still. And Moses told these sayings unto the children of Israel. And all the people mourned greatly. Verse 40. Now they are just about to obey. Come on, hey, come on. Verse 40. <laughs> and they rose up early in the morning and got them up to the top of the mountain saying, Lo, we be here. And we are going up unto the place which the Lord has promised for we have sinned. And Moses said, well, Wherefore do you now transgress the commandment of the Lord? You shall not prosper. Go not up for the Lord is not among you that ye be not smitten before your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites are there before you, and you shall fall by the sword, because you are turned away from the Lord. Therefore the Lord will not be with you. But they presumed to go up to the hill top. Nevertheless, the ark of the covenant of the Lord and Moses departed not out of the camp. And then the Amalekites came down, and the Canaanites which dwelt in that hill, and smote them, and discomfited them, even unto Homer. So in the end they obeyed. In the end they said, yes, Lord, I'll go. Yes, Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. It was, it was after too much. It was too late. Did they obey in the end? They obeyed. God said, go to that, and they went. But after all that was said, all that they had said, God changed his mind. So you said your children will die. You, you asked whether there were no graves. Well, you spoke about the church. You said such bad things about the church. You said such bad things about your wife, your husband. So I took him. I took him. I took him because you, you were complaining so much. You said you didn't, you didn't like the church. You always on and on. So I gave you what you, you thought, what you were saying it was. I gave it to you. You always said you wouldn't, you wouldn't survive, you wouldn't do well if, if you become a shepherd and you do this. And you, you said you wouldn't, you wouldn't have time for your family. So. <laughs> Lord, I want to do. Sometimes it's too late. Obedience and willingness. They go together, my sister, my brother. You better be willing and obedient, not just obedient. Going all the way, talking. One day I gave an offering in a church. It was the second offering. And I turned to the person sitting next to me. And I, I said to her, why are they why are they taking another offering? What And she looked at me. And her face. Body language. She, she didn't say anything. Her face. I became disturbed. And immediately my husband, I knew that even though I was, I was giving the offering, no. Not that I didn't give, I gave it. I was so disturbed. I knew I had sinned against the Lord. After the service, I went to see the pastor. I said, Pastor, I need to speak with you. 
He said, what is that? I said, I, I, I'll wait. He talked to everybody. And then afterwards, I said, I need to talk. He said, what is it? I was wondering, why? So he came out of the church, and we went to the back of the church, and said, there's something that I want to tell you. He said, what is it? I said, when you were taking the offering, I, I complained against you, and I want to apologize, because I'm sorry. I realized that it was wrong. He was so surprised. You see, the man who is praying for you, you are complaining about him. He put his hand on my shoulder and said, God is going to use you. This was many, many years ago. Many, many years ago. May you not only be obedient, but may you be willing. May you not be obedient with words that no one would ever want to hear. May you be willing. May you be obedient. And may you eat the good of the land. Thank you. You may stand to your feet. Want to help me? We shall continue next week. Please bring your tights when you are coming next week. <laughs> Stand to your feet, please. Father, thank you for your blessing, for your word. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy, holy. Lord, you are And I'm honored to see. Come on, lift your hands. Sing it holy, holy. Holy, holy. Lord, you are worthy. Lord, you are worthy. And I'm honored. And I'm honored to sing your praise. King of glory. King of glory. God of
hand and just speak to the Lord about your heart. Lord, I want to be willing and obedient. I want to be willing and obedient. I want to be willing and obedient. Lord, I'm a I don't want to complain against you, Lord. I don't want to speak frightening things against you, Lord. I don't want to suspect you, Lord. I don't want to say bad things, oh Lord. I want to believe in you, Lord. I want to work with you willingly, willingly, Lord. I want to work with you, Lord. I want to be willing, Lord. An obedient, Lord. Oh God, I want to help your work willingly, Lord. I want to stay married willingly, Lord. I want to run for you, Lord. I want to be a prophetess for you, Lord. I want to be a pastor willingly, Lord. I want to love you willingly, Lord. I want to do your will willingly, Lord. Oh God, oh God. Father, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, Jesus. Thank you for willingness. Thank you, Lord. And obedience Hallelujah. to your great command. Mm. We humble ourselves and mm. we say, Lord, we are sorry for the time we spoke like this, children of Israel, Lord. We spoke about our oh Lord about, about our children, Lord. We spoke, oh Lord, about our our church, Lord. We spoke, oh Lord, about our families, about everything you gave us. Forgive us. Help us, Lord. We declare we shall be willing and obedient. And we shall eat the good of the land. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, Pastor, please pray with me. I don't know Jesus as my Savior. Somebody invited me to your church. But in my heart, I know that I'm not born again. And I want to give my life to God. If you're here like that, lift up your right hand wherever you are. Just your right hand very quickly. Come and come to the front. Come to the front if you've lifted your hand. Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. Come. If you've lifted your hand, just come quickly. Jesus. And just go straight this way to the pastor who is waving his hand here. Alright. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Keep coming. God bless you. Keep coming. God bless you. Come. God bless you. Put your hands together as they come to the Lord. God bless you. Surrender. Come on. Let's sing the song together. All to thee, my blessed Savior. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender. You may be seated in the presence of God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember... 
God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.